This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Chris Brooks here, and I want to thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Did you know that we are funded by the generosity of listeners just like you? Would you help us finish this month strong? Just call 888-644-4144 or give at equipradio.org. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equip with Chris Brooks. I am so thrilled you've joined us today. Do me a favor, strap on your seatbelt. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He has given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Well, I'm so glad you've carved out time to be with us today. Before we dive into our focus for today, our guests for today, I want to encourage you to make sure you make plans to be in the house of the Lord, to gather together this uh, Lord's Day with God's people, to be able to declare once again, He is risen. He is risen indeed to lift up the name of God with the people of God in the house of God. If you have not made plans to gather with God's people, I want to highly encourage you to do so. I think it's it's uh, the, the faithful gathering with the redeemed people of God that allows us to experience in such a fresh way the refreshing of his grace in our hearts as we are reminded once again that our God is a covenant-making, covenant-keeping, and covenant-renewing God with his redeemed people. And the beauty of the gospel is that, yes, we are saved and our lives are transformed through faith in Jesus Christ, but we are not called to walk out our Christian faith to journey with Jesus in isolation, but we are a part of a redeemed people, and we need to be reminded of that in this hyper-individualistic culture that we live in. God has called us to walk, to worship, to work alongside brothers and sisters in the faith, and our lives are enriched when we do. So let me just share my pastor's heart and encourage you to gather with the people of God. But I'm so glad that you've tuned in today. Today I have one of my favorite guests to talk about our favorite person. How well do you know Jesus, his humanity, his divinity? Have you fixed your gaze on him long enough to see his grace, his goodness, and his glory? Have you come to know Jesus as incomparable, utterly unique? That's my hope for you, in particular in this season leading up to Easter. And that's the hope of my guest today, none other than Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth. Uh, you know Nancy. She has been a frequent guest on our program, but she is also the founder and lead Bible teacher for Revive Our Hearts. It's a wonderful ministry that I highly encourage you to get to know. The ministry is dedicated to calling women to freedom, fullness, and faithfulness, or fruitfulness, rather, in Christ. Nancy loves Jesus, and that love that she has for Jesus shows through. Her passion for the Word is evident 
in her writing, if you ever engage her digital resources or listen to her messages or attend one of the conferences or many outreaches of Revive Our Heart, you will encounter someone who loves Jesus and wants others to experience the sweet fragrance of a relationship with him and to be motivated to spread the the fragrance of Jesus wherever we find ourselves. I'm so grateful to have in my hand her uh, recent uh, resource produced by Nancy called Incomparable. It's 50 Days with Jesus. Nancy joins me now. Hey, Nancy, how are you? Hi, Chris. I'm doing well, and I got to make a true confession here. Uh, After that lovely, kind introduction, the truth is I don't always love Jesus. I often don't love Jesus the way I know I should Mm, and the way mm. I want to, which is because there's just there's other there are other people, there are other things, there are other priorities, there are things that crowd into my day and that sometimes sadly crowd him out of my mind, my thinking, my affection. So one of the reasons I wrote this book, one of the reasons I teach on these things is because I know that you you come to love the people and the things that you spend time with. And I wanted to spend more time with Jesus. I wanted to invite my friends to spend more time with Jesus because I know the more you know him, the more we're going to love him. So this was, this is not just like for (laughs) other people. This is for me because I need that fresh focus, fixing my eyes on Jesus if I'm going to love him in a way that he deserves to be loved. Wow, so good, and I appreciate your honesty because I say amen to all of that. Don't let the titles fool you. So often people think, well, there goes a Bible teacher or a pastor or a leader. Their their spiritual lives are all together and perfect, and, man, we're far from it. And really the story of the gospel is the story of his love for us uh, even more than our love for him. You know, I recently found myself saying to our church on a Sunday, Everyone needs the gospel. The unbeliever needs the gospel. The uh, follower of Christ needs the gospel. And the preacher needs the gospel. I need the gospel each and every day. And that's why I so love your book. And I want to dive in. But before I do, uh, while we're giving confessions, I was not raised in a tradition that, that observed Lent. Uh, Lent season. I'm married into a family, you know, my wife, and her mom came from a Coptic background where they observed Lent, uh, the Ethiopian tradition, uh, pretty faithfully. So I was kind of introduced to Lent there, but it's just been recent that I've come to kind of fully appreciate this season. So for those who don't know what Lent season is or what it's all about, share a little bit about what is Lent. Well, there's a lot that could be said on that, and some of it would be more helpful than others. Uh, You know, there's some traditions that see Lent as a means of doing things to earn the favor of God, prayer, fasting, almsgiving, etc., and they tie it to a season, um, 40 days, beginning on Ash Wednesday and leading to uh, the Holy the pa- week of the Passion, Holy Thursday, and that that weekend, and there have been some really f- serious errors, 
less than biblical uh, teachings attached to some of that emphasis. But here's what I have found helpful, and you can call it what you want or not call it what you don't want. Uh, But it's always been helpful to me over the years. In the weeks leading up to Easter or Resurrection Sunday, and same with the weeks leading up to Christmas, some would call that Advent. But at those uh, in the Old Testament, God told his people, whether it related to Passover or certain high days in the, in the calendar of God's people, that they were to stop and take time and remember what God had done for them and celebrate that and observe you know, just a, a rhythm of pausing to think about who we are as the people of God, what his covenant is about. So taking that Old Testament thinking to the gospel era, uh, I have found it really helpful in the weeks leading up to, say, Easter, to get a, a devotional book or a special reading plan in the scripture and just take some concentrated time to focus on what that holiday, that holy day, is really about. And actually, the genesis of this book, uh, Incomparable, came through another book that I read many years ago. It was written much, many years ago, Mm. um, and called The Incomparable Christ. It wasn't written particularly for... J.L. Sanders. Exactly. (laughs) But I I read that one year during the Lenten season leading up to Easter, and so deeply moving to me. I, I, I began, I ended up teaching a series on Reviver Hearts, which we're actually re-airing uh, over these weeks this year. And then eventually uh, wrote a book kind of based on the outline of Sanders, but my own reflections and meditation. So mm. it, it's, there's nothing holy or sacred about one day over another, one week over another, but I do think it's so good for us to have these times when we pause, we yeah, reflect. Yeah. Um, otherwise, we get too busy, we forget, and we start to take these things for granted. All right, one of the things I want to do, and it's always great when Nancy drops by. It's a special day whenever Nancy can be with us. I know time is precious, and so I'm so grateful for her carving out these moments to be with us. But I want to leverage it uh, to have opportunity for you to call in for prayer. And maybe today... The prayer is not about any particular felt need, but it's just simply, I need my affections for Jesus to be renewed. I need my passion and my focus for Jesus to come back. All of us know what it's like to lose our focus on Jesus. Maybe life gets in the way. Maybe you experience a tragedy or a trauma, or maybe you get off track because of some other distraction, a bad relationship or a busy season at work. Today, we want you to enter into a season with us of focusing deeply on Jesus and renewing your affections and focus on Jesus. And if you sense you need that, we love to be your prayer partner today. Nancy, myself, we'd love to just pray with you today that your heart and your love will be renewed for Jesus. Or maybe it's somebody you know and love that you can remember. They love Jesus with such a passion, such a focus, and it seems like they've lost that. And I just want to join in with you to pray that will come back to their lives. The phone number is 877-548-3675. That's 877-LIVE-675. Why don't you call in today so that Nancy and I could pray for you? Nancy, 
as I think about the books, and you know, every day I get a chance to talk to various authors of so many wonderful books, the books that seem to be flying off the shelves, if you will, are all around something I referred to earlier, felt needs, how to overcome anxiety, how to deal with an eating disorder, how to improve your marriage. These types of books seem to be bestsellers in our day, and there's certainly a space for that. They're needed. While books about theology or biblical themes often aren't so much the bestsellers right. of our day. So right. talk about the risk, if you will, of uh, writing a book that's fully focused on Jesus and why yet and still it's important for us to focus on the person and work of Christ. Yeah, ideas like this book and um, others that I've written don't necessarily come out of, they don't at all come out of marketing meetings. We'll say, if we want to sell a lot of books, here's what we ought to write on 50 days about Jesus. It's like, okay, you know, start the boredom track. Um, We wouldn't admit that, but sometimes that's kind of what we feel. But here's what I really believe, Chris, and I know you do too. Um, We all have deep longings, needs, felt, and ones we're not even aware we have, but a lot of felt ones, a lot of stress, Um, A lot of dysfunction in relationships, a lot of wounds, uh, broken pieces and parts of our lives and our homes and um, stressors at work and all of this. And I'm so thankful I was out yesterday looking for a dress for a granddaughter's wedding coming up. And it's like, (laughs) why would God care about that? I'm glad he does. I'm glad he cares about that felt need in my life right now. But I'll say this, that the deepest needs of our hearts would look very different and we would find them being met in ways we could not have imagined. If we would step back from that, that pressing, crushing, whatever it is, and fix our eyes on Jesus and yeah. into his word, the written word, the living word of God. You know, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Yeah. Look full in his wonderful face. We used to sing this when I was young. And the things of earth including important things, things that I'm not saying they don't matter, but they grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. So I really believe, I've like, I banked my life on this, that if we could really know Christ as he is, not just as we imagine him to be, but as he has revealed himself to be, that we would find in him the truest friend, brother, lover, counselor, redeemer, satisfier, satisfaction, everything we need, ultimately, we're going to find in Christ. So yes, it doesn't, these kinds of books don't sell gajillions of copies. They don't bring a lot of money into the ministry, but I believe they really help myself and other people's lives to Fix our eyes on Jesus, and by looking at him, by getting to know him, by drinking deeply of his fountain of delights, we are changed. You know, you become what you behold. And if we yes. want to, I think one of the reasons we're so stressed and uh, fragmented and our, and our minds so fragmented and alienated and all these things is because we're looking at the wrong things. So when I fix my eyes on Jesus, it all takes on proper perspective and proportion, and I am changed. Jesus is not just merely good. He is perfect. 
He is not merely enough. He is everything. He is the incomparable Christ. Incomparable 50 Days with Jesus. I want you to find out more at our website at equipradio.org. Order your copy today. Christians have been taught that friendships are a luxury, but Rebecca McLaughlin has written a compelling case for why friendships are absolutely central to growing a Christian life. It's called No Greater Love. This book will challenge you to think seriously about the value of genuine friendship and teach you to enjoy the fellowship of friends just as God designed. A copy can be yours today if you support Equip with a gift of any amount. Simply call 888-644-4144 or visit Equip Radio. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. So grateful to have Nancy Wagamuth with us today. The book, Incomparable, 50 Days with Jesus. I want to encourage you to get your copy. Nancy, I cannot have you on without talking about Revive Our Hearts. I love the ministry so grateful for it. Talk about what God is doing through Revive Our Hearts. Oh, it's so encouraging. It's hard to believe we're in getting close to 25 years doing this, but it's so sweet. Praise now God. Multiple generations of women, women who were listening to the broadcast or the wasn't there were no podcasts then, but the broadcast when they were kids because their their moms were listening to it. And now some of those women are have teenage children of their own. <laughs> and they're passing this on to the next generation of women and really just so helping awesome. them fall more deeply in love with Jesus. And Chris, you have been such an encourager to our ministry. Mm. Is it okay for me to say that you serve on our board of directors? Is that like, I guess well, I just I'm said humbled. it. <laughs> I'm humbled to be a part, but Yodi and I just really love the ministry. Yeah, we're, we're so grateful. And we know that when women's hearts are really captured with affection for Christ, that that impacts their husbands, as you know, and their children yeah. and their um, churches and their workplaces and their communities. So we want to believe God in the midst of this crazy upside down world we yeah. live in to yeah. send a revival, a true revival through praying women who love Jesus and are living out the beauty of the gospel wherever God has put yeah. them. So that's what we're here for. Well, you know, it's interesting. There's the Better Business Bureau that that kind of gives a gold seal to businesses to say, hey, they're safe, right? And we don't so much have that in the ministry world. And so often you'll see a ministry drift. Uh, you know, I have a mentor who says ministries tend to drift left over the years. Mm -hmm. And you look up and you say, man, they were so grounded in Scripture. And then what happened, right? And that tends to be the nature of ministry. But there's some ministries that have been able to hold the anchor, uh, centered on Jesus, fixing their gaze on Christ and not losing sight of that in the midst of a world that is uh, so radically changing. And maybe you have noticed that. And, mm. and I will just tell you, friends, one of the things that my wife and I love about Revive Our Hearts is that it is uh, grounded, anchored in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And over these 25 years, it is not drifted from that. Mm -hmm. And so praise God. Nancy, we're getting calls in, and I don't want to neglect those calls. One of the callers that called in is uh, dealing, struggling with anxiety. 
uh, so much so that uh, she was experiencing this kind of a full-on uh, anxiety attack, and she's calling 911 right now. But I just want to pause, and I'm not giving her name intentionally, uh, but I'm, I just want to pause and just pray right now because there are many who say, man, I, I'm distracted from my focus on Jesus because this is my challenge. And, Father, we pray mm. that, the, that the, the peace of Jesus that is promised to us in John 14, that you promised you would give to us, would come. Mm-hmm. Lord, I just pray that you would um, give every anxious heart that's listening to us right now mm-hmm. your peace. Yes. Lord, I pray that you would allow those who are listening to know your love, to know your grace, to sense your presence near, mm-hmm. to remind them that you are with them, that you are faithful, and Lord, I pray that your goodness would sustain them, not mm-hmm. just for this caller, but for each one we ask in mm-hmm. Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. amen. Yes. So grateful. The resource, again, incomparable. You talked about just how um, important it is for us to be able to focus on Jesus. So let me ask this question. If you were to give his chief characteristic Nancy, there's so many characteristics, so many different ways to describe Jesus. What would you say would be the chief characteristic of Jesus? Oh, that's a hard one because he is everything that is good and true and pure and lovely. I'm thinking about that bride in the Song of Solomon, a mm. picture of the the bride of Christ and the, the king, a picture of... I think of Christ who loves us. And she throughout that, both of the, the king and the bride in, it list the things, he, he lists the things about her and she lists the things about him that she yes. finds it beautiful and attractive. If you ask me, what is my sweet husband's chief characteristic? <laughs> I'm not sure I could tell you because he is so many precious things. And here's the thing, Chris, the better I get to know Robert, the more I yes. love him, the more I admire and respect him, the closer we're drawn to each other. And the more I get to know Jesus and focus on him, the more I see, you know, one day you're looking at his humanity and you're thinking, how amazing is it that the God who put the spoke the stars into place would come and be born under a star as yeah. a baby and take on human flesh. I mean, that, that's that's all producing that he would have done that for us. And then you look at the deity, the godness of, yes. he is God, of Jesus Christ, his kingship, his royalty, his majesty, and which is so far above anything that we can imagine with our wildest dreams of royalty and what it means to be God. And you say, he is both. He's not mm-hmm. one or the other. That's he right. is tender That's right. and compassionate, but he is also the lion of the tribe of Judah. He yes. roars out when justice is needed, and mm-hmm. one day he will judge all who have not repented. So there are aspects of Jesus that draw you to, to tears and to all of it to worship. And there's some that say, oh, thank you, Lord. You are so tender. I need you to be that in my life right now. And then there's some days you say, Lord, thank you that you are the kind of shepherd who goes out and chases down that lost sheep Mm. because I'm that sheep right now and I need you to bring me back, you know. So to me, whatever 
is my need at the moment. Yeah. As I lift my eyes up to Jesus, I see that he is the one above all others who is supremely able to be what I need in that moment and to change me to become yes. who I need to be because of his transforming grace. He is everything. I love that. Let's go to the phone lines. Tara is listening. Hey, Tara, thank you so much for listening to Equip. How can we pray for you today? Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. And I do, I love both of your ministries. And I was just reading a blog on Revive Our Hearts um, this morning <laughs> about the title was when you don't want to read the word. And I am just in such a hard season right now. Um, I've faced a lot of um, just loss and just um, prayers that haven't been answered yet, and I've drifted, and I'm just not, you know, you know, it just, you were just talking about, you know, what, asking God to be what we need, and the lost yeah. sheep, and just trying to bring me back, and, and I'm just sure. there. Sure. Mm. Well, we're going to do two things for you. I'm going to ask Nancy to pray for you. I'm so grateful, Tara. I just hear the sweetness of your heart, the tenderness of your heart. I'm going to ask you to also stay on the line because we're going to give you a complimentary copy of Incomparable, 50 Days with Jesus. And I know that's going to just revive your heart. So, Nancy, we got about a minute before a break. Can you pray for Tara yes. that God would revive her heart? Yes, please, Lord, as only you can do. And every one of us has been at times and in different ways where Tara finds herself right now. So thank you that she's been able to say those words, that she has reached out, she's reaching out to you, and we're lifting her together up to your precious, generous throne of grace, that she may find mercy and that she may find grace to help in her time of need. And thank you, Lord, that it's not up to us to restore ourselves, but you are the one who goes looking for drifting sinners who need to be restored. So would you do that for her heart? Draw her to your word, draw her to your side, to yourself as only you can do. And thank you for that in Jesus' precious name, amen. Jesus once asked his followers, who do you say I am? Why is that the ultimate question of life? We'll ask Nancy on the other side of this break. Next up on Equip. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. So grateful for you listening. So grateful for your partnership in the gospel as well as we approach the end of another week. This is a great opportunity to make this a Giving Friday. Your generosity not only expresses God's grace in your life, Generosity is no doubt one of the great characteristics of our God, but it fuels the gospel. And so if we have been a blessing in your life, partner with us today. Give your most generous gift at equipradio.org or call the number today, 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144. Also, would love for you to find out more about Nancy Walgamuth and Revive Our Hearts. I want to encourage you to do so at our website, equipradio.org. Click on today's 
program details, and there's information there, not only about Nancy and about Revive Our Hearts, but about this beautiful resource, Incomparable 50 Days with Jesus. It is so well-designed and such a blessing. I want to read some words from Scripture to you. In first, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 3.18, Paul says this, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Uh, these are the words that open this wonderful devotional, uh, incomparable. And Nancy, there is a reading plan that comes along with this. There's also the teaching that's happening on Revive Our Hearts. Talk about all that comes along with reading incomparable during this time leading up to Easter. Well, the book was written so that it could be read any time of the year, not just around Easter. But since we're in that season right now, we've put our team at Revive Our Hearts has put together a reading plan. It's available through Revive Our Hearts. And I think your team was going to perhaps link to that on yes, your yes. website. Social so media. That, yep. Right. So we actually started that together this past Sunday, but it's not too late to join in. And it, we actually go a week beyond Easter because there are some really important and meaningful uh, aspects of who Christ is that go beyond the resurrection. So we go to his post-resurrection appearances, his ministry for us in heaven today. The book starts like before Jesus came to earth, and it ends in the last week on what Jesus is doing for us at the right hand of the Father in heaven today. So if you want to read along with us during this season, that would be a great way to prepare your heart for Easter. And uh, you know that this, I love that verse, 2 Corinthians 3, 18, we become what we behold. Yeah. We become like what we behold. And the truth be told, some of us are becoming much more like um, the angry, anxious people we fixate mm. on. Mm. Yeah. Or the the things that are we're scrolling on in our phones from morning till night, and, or the anger in the, um, you know, in a political season, or coming up in just, what, a few weeks here, March Madness, some of us are going to be like, it's all about no dissing All right, be careful, that. Nancy. I'm, I'm be gonna, careful. I'm going to enjoy it myself, <laughs> but I think we all have yes. tendency to fixate on things that are either negative or detrimental or even sinful sometimes, but maybe just less than eternal. And so the challenge for me and for all of us is in this busy, crazy world to fix our eyes on Jesus. I've been teaching through the, started teaching through the entire Bible. I've started in Genesis. I've now taught through Exodus and now in Leviticus. But I love this whole thing of Moses going up on Mount Sinai being in the presence of God and coming down from the mountain with his face glowing. I mean, it's radiant. Mm. And and the New Testament tells us that Moses wrote these things in the those early books of the Old Testament, that he was writing about Jesus. Jesus said that. Moses wrote about me. It was Jesus he was beholding. It was Jesus who was changing his face and making his making him glow. And that's not to say that if you and I read this book or stick our noses in God's word day in and day out, that our faces are going to glow literally. But I do think we can tell the difference 
Wow. We're around someone who has been spending time with Jesus. We can tell by what they talk about. We can talk by what they think, tell by what they care about, what they give their money to, what they spend their time being drawn toward. And I just know, here I am, I'm 65 years old now, and I'm way closer to the end of my life than to the beginning of my life in ministry. And the older I get, Chris, the more I want to be a woman who, when people get around me, they feel like they've been drawn to Jesus. They yeah. want more of him. They want to know him better. And I have people like that in my life. I'm so thankful for them. Uh, you and your wife are people like that to me. I get around you guys. I want to love God's word more. I want to love him more. And so um, we, we are becoming like who we spend time with. That's that, that Psalm 34 verse 5 says, those who look to him are radiant and yeah. their faces will never be ashamed. So yes, there are important things going on in our world, but I want to see all of those things. I, I want to watch the news. I want to engage in sports. I, I engage, I mean by that, watching sports for my counts. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and my work and the deadlines that I'm working on, I want to do all of that through the lens of who is Jesus? What is he That's doing? Right. What does he think That's about right. this? What can I learn about him through this? And how can I honor him through what I'm doing with my time? And one of my great uh, fascinations, if you will, is what what is it? What type of life is uh, is best to pass your faith down from one generation to the next? We should all be thinking about that. Not just parents and grandparents, but every believer. And I'm convinced that um, what you just described is what's most important is the the glow of being um, in the presence of Jesus, the glow, the radiance, the fragrance that the New Testament describes of being with Jesus that comes from us just fixing our gaze upon him is the most important thing. Every other strategy yes. Uh, and there's a lot of different things that, that are really, really good at passing our faith from one generation to the next, but nothing more important than our hearts being aflame for him, our hearts yes. uh, really reflecting deeply. So this is why I want to come to the most important question. I called it the ultimate question. I love to hear you respond to how you feel about this question. It's the question that uh, Jesus brings up to his disciples in Matthew chapter 18, in particular verses 13 through 20, where he asked them two very important questions, Nancy. Who do men say that, that I am? Who do you say that I am? Why are these two questions so important? Well, everybody has an opinion about Jesus. Anybody who's right. ever heard of Jesus has an opinion about him. So Jesus started by saying to the disciples, what are people saying? Oh, of course, Jesus knew, but he asked mm -hmm. his disciples, and there were different answers. And people have different answers today. Some think Jesus was a really good man. Some think he was a really good teacher. He founded a religion. He um, did good things for people. He helped them. Other people are more dismissive of Jesus or even critical of him. Uh, he was a fraud. He was a fake. He was a lunatic. He was a liar. He, You know, people, if they get honest, and you can just have to go on social media and you can find all kinds of opinions about Jesus. But when it came down to it, what Jesus wanted to ask his disciples and where he took that conversation is, but who do you say 
that I am. Now, those of us who've grown up in the church uh, have heard answers. We have Sunday school answers to those questions. We know a lot about Jesus, but I've been challenged as someone who's been walking with the Lord now for over 60 years. I want to freshly consider that question. Who is Jesus really? Not just who do I have these pat answers or things I've always heard or things I was always told, um, maybe even things I've read about him, but there's more. You can never plumb the depths of who Jesus is because it's not like just reading a biography of some great, you know, a political leader or um, give it, you know, benefactor or athlete or politician. Um, it's Jesus is God and man and so many things. So I want to spend my life plumbing the depths of not just the, like the things I've always known, but Lord, show me more. I want to know who you are, not just who I think you are, but who you really are. And that is a light. That's something I think we'll spend all eternity getting to know. Just as, I go back to my husband, Robert and I just celebrated our 99th month anniversary. That is so that good. That translates to that. eight years that. plus a few. And we, we're not, we're still getting to know each other. We're still studying each other. I still find out things that Robert loves things that he's not so much things, wait, things that cause him to um, react in delight or to respond in discouragement. I, I want to know what matters to him. So we spend a lot of time listening to each other, looking at yeah. each other, getting to know each other. That's just a, like a dim picture of what we want to spend yes. getting to, to know who Jesus really is. And the more you know him, you will never be disappointed. Ever. That's so good. And so you need to answer that question, friends. Every single one of us has to answer the question, who do we say that Jesus is? And I hope, like the title of Nancy's book, you will say he is incomparable. And that's why I want to encourage you to get the copy of the book. And I will say a couple ways to read it, certainly individually. That is great, Nancy. We can carve out time ourselves. But I think it's even more enriching when we do it with a group. Maybe it's your small group at church. Maybe it's a friend, a group of friends. Maybe it's your family or your spouse. But I encourage you to go to our website now. Find out ordering information at equipradio.org. I want to quickly go to Micah, who's listening patiently in Washington. Uh, Micah, thank you so much for listening to Equip. How can I pray for you, brother? Uh, well, I've, I feel like I've lost my zeal, you know, the fire I had inside for Christ. I was, a, I was a meth addict for about 14 years, and I found God after that and got baptized. And then um, I was clean for about three and a half years, and then I fell into alcoholism, and I've been on that path for about 16 years until a few days ago. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, so... Well, Micah, first off, I'm grateful for your honesty, brother. I, I, I'm grateful for your willingness to continue to come to Jesus. Don't stop doing that. The Bible says that a righteous man, a good man, falls seven times but gets back up again. It's not how many times you fall. It's uh, whether or not you will turn to Jesus one more time. 
And you're doing that right now. And the Bible tells us, Jesus commands, come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I think we find rest and strength in our relationship with him. So don't stop coming to him. And today, what a privilege it is, Micah, for me, for Nancy, for all of us to really be your prayer partner, to come alongside of you. So you're not alone today, brother. There are many that are praying for you, and I'm going to pray for you right now. Jesus, you know Micah. You. you call him son. You love him. And so, Father, I pray that you will renew and revive his heart, that you will renew his affections for you, that you would free him. You have come to set the captive free. We will know the truth, and it will set us free. You promised that in your word. So whatever lies have uh, taken my brother prisoner, I pray that you would open the prison door, that you would set him free, and that you would help him to fix his gaze upon you. And I pray that as you lead him and lead his heart, to faithfulness to, to you, I ask that you would also use him to lead others to you as well. Bless Micah. Help him to find himself in the community of believers, to find a local church. And I pray also that this gift of Incomparable, this book, would uh, allow his, uh, his heart to be renewed for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Micah, you stay on the line. We're going to get a resource to you right away and i'm so grateful for you listening maybe take this 50-day challenge that nancy has put out to just uh focus more intentionally upon your relationship with christ and i believe you're going to be blessed brother friends stick and stay there's so much more to come next up on equip with chris brooks When you listen to Equip, you know I love to introduce you to some incredible guests and topics, but there's one person that I want you to meet more than anyone else. His name is Jesus, and he wants to have a genuine personal relationship with you. He even died on the cross to take the punishment for all of our sins so that we can join his eternal family. It would be my honor to introduce you to Jesus today. Simply call 877-548-3675. Again, give us a call at 877-548-3675. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. It's been so great having Nancy with me today. The book, Incomparable, 50 Days with Jesus, her ministry, Revive Our Hearts, to ministry dedicated to calling women to freedom, fullness, and fruitfulness in Christ. I want to encourage you to find out more at EquipRadio.org. And so grateful for your support today. You can support Equip by going to our website, EquipRadio.org, or call this number now, 888-644-4144. We're about 60% away from our goal for this month, our monthly budget. And you know my heart. I want to have a testimony of spiritual impact and good stewardship. So your generosity helps to make that happen. So today I encourage you, give your most generous gift. Know that your partnership in the gospel is changing lives forever and for eternity. Call the number 888-644-4144. Nancy, there's so many uh, questions of my heart that I would love to ask you, but I, I think this is a good place to land the plane. Recently, I heard you reference a powerful book written by the great evangelist John Stott. It was his final book, 
called The Radical Disciple, and in it, he talks about the pluralism of our society, the current religious landscape that says, hey, there's a lot of different religions, and pick any path. They're just about equal to go down. How should Christians respond to the religious options of our day, the pluralism of our day, the message that there's so many different options, just pick one in light of who Jesus is? Wow, and we every, every one of us needs to be making those kinds of choices. I see a lot of people, even people in the church today, people who've been Christians a long time, being so confused because there's so many messages out there. And then I see some who really are sound in the faith, but they're contentious. They're um, lacking compassion when it comes to dealing with those who don't see the truth or who are putting out things that aren't true. So again and again, we need to go back to the Word of God and ground our hearts, ground our thinking, ground our understanding in what God has revealed about himself. It really does matter what we think about Jesus because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to God the Father except through him. So it matters that not every road leads to heaven. Not every road, most roads don't lead to heaven or to the Father. And Jesus said, the way is broad that leads to destruction, but the way is narrow that leads to life. Mm. So we need to first set our own hearts on knowing Christ, knowing the truth, knowing the gospel, knowing the word of God, so we can talk about it with those who don't. And it's easy to, to be intimidated by people who sound so erudite and so knowledgeable and so determined, you know, and they're out there saying their stuff. And we think, oh, I could never really explain the truth to them. I couldn't carry on a conversation with them. I feel that a lot. I feel intimidated by people, the influencers out there talking gobbledygook and missing the truth. But you know what? There's nothing more compelling than a Christian who loves Jesus, lives the gospel out, and is ready and open to talk about Jesus with anyone who's willing to have a conversation. Not being hostile, not being combative, but demonstrating the heart and the spirit of Jesus. Uh, That's, you know, the the early church was living in the Roman Empire, which was dead set against Christianity. But they, the gospel went to all the known world because Mm. Christians actually believed what they said because they had yes. seen Jesus, they knew him, That's and so they good. lived out what it meant. And the Roman Empire collapsed under its own weight while the yes. gospel went on to make inroads into all the world. The gospel endures, and that is such a reminder. All right, we got to end, but I want to end differently than what I've done before, and I want to end with asking for prayer for Nancy. I make this mm. appeal. Our sister has shared with us as she's working on really the project of her life, covering the Bible from cover to cover, from Genesis to Revelation. That is no small undertaking. So, mm. Father, we pray for Nancy and for Robert. Give strength, grace, renew and revive her heart every day. Give her the grace for this project And Lord, may many lives be changed as people come to know the incomparable Christ. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks, Nancy, for being with us, friends. Until we're together again next time, as always, remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, 
a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Hey there, friends, Chris Brooks here. Outspoken atheist Richard Dawkins has recently questioned the validity of the conversion of former Muslim and former atheist Ayan Hirsi Ali. His question, how does she know she's right? We're gonna to talk to a Christian apologist, Robin Schumacher, about that very question and how can we be sure about our faith as well? All on the next Equip. Listen live weekdays at 1 Eastern, noon Central on the Moody Radio app or equipradio.org.